It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Holy crap, it's Friday. But not just any Friday. It's a free movie Friday brought to you by Adam Tickets. The Adam Tickets app lets you browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and you can skip the lines. Today, Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Text BURGER to ADAM1, A-T-O-M-1, for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply. That's BURGER to ADAM1. The Capitals are dirtbags. And last night's game did not change my opinion on that whatsoever. I thought that we'd not have to deal with the antics. I thought we would not have to see anybody break anyone's head off. And I suppose we didn't quite see that. But we saw them do what they largely do all the time. And that's head on a little bit. TJ Oshie left his feet and targeted Latang. He didn't throw a bow or nothing. But he had one intention. And that was to send a message. You can do that without charging. He didn't do it there. Some bitch was parallel to the ice. To reiterate a point I made yesterday, I'll always hate the Flyers of the Passion. I'll always hate them more than I'll hate any team in the National Hockey League. They've been dirty since 1970. They've had success against the Penguins in their history. Washington is not. Even if they win this series, they'd be down 9-2 to overall. Seven games under. So, suck on that. But Washington is closing in on the Flyers, though, for the team that I most love to hate. And it's because they've got good players masquerading as goons. T.J. Oshie's a good player, but he's a dirtbag on the ice. He runs dudes. Sure, he's an American. He scored a bunch of goals in the shootout. And he's got a great smile and a hot girlfriend or whatever. But he's also cheap. He plays different in terms of his offensive game. But he reminds me of James Neal, who I despised. Nealer could score a goal or two, but he was just as likely to knee you in the head as he was to make a highlight reel play. That's why the Penguins kicked him to the curb. Oshie doesn't have to play that way, but he does. You can have sandpaper, you can have grit to your game, but there's no need to jump at a dude's head. Matt Niskanen's a good player, but he cross-checked Crosby in the head. He tried to take Gensel out knee to knee earlier in the series. Brooks Orpik's a good dude and was at one point a solid player, but he ended Olimata two years ago. They've got so much skill. They've got a good roster, and yet it always seems like they're doing crap like this. Maybe playing the Penguins brings out the worst in them because of frustration, or maybe they just suck. How about Dmitry Orlov cross-checking Getzel after he scored that goal? He did not get hurt, but it was still reckless and feckless, and most of all, it was typical between these two clubs. And I think the root cause of all of it is that the Capitals are just teetering with frustration. They're either trying to use what they perceive to be slights by the league as motivation, or they're about to have a Washington Monument-sized mental breakdown. The Penguins have had some things go against them in this series, especially in Game 2, and they moved on. Mike Sullivan complained about it briefly, but he moved on. That was gamesmanship. Nothing irrational, nothing out of the ordinary. He was stoic and had his usual poise. Braden Holpe last night bitched about Malkin's goal, and it struck me differently. Because he rattled off why he didn't think it should be a goal, and this and that, and 
Hornquist didn't try to play the puck, blah, 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 blah. I did that in the first segment, too. Play the puck, blah, 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 blah. The frustration was evident. Nicholas Backstrom, according to reports, slammed his stick down and screamed, F this league, after the game. Is that in reference to the Wilson suspension, the upholding of the goal, or all the above? Either way, it ain't the league's fault that the Capitals lost last night, and it sure as hell isn't the league's fault that Tom Wilson ain't around. Be mad about the loss, slam your stick down, pout, I can dig that, players take losses differently. But Washington feels like they've been snake-bitten against the Penguins for two years, and now they're lashing out every which way. If you listen to Trotz, he feels like the Capitals are outplaying the Penguins right now, yet here we sit at 2-2. Ovechkin didn't register a shot on goal in Game 4, and then was not made available after the game to defend what was, I think, a disappearing act. Why? Frustration. In Matt Niskanen's quote, is the kicker for me. He said, you can complain about this or complain about that or wonder about this or whatever. Just keep playing the game really hard. Keep believing. I think we're bu- building on the fact and the belief that we can beat these guys, end quote. Two things there. Focus is totally on the Penguins. The Penguins just want to play. These guys want to beat Pittsburgh in particular. And two, Matt Niskanen's telling the rest of his team, yo, guys, shut the hell up. And the reason he's saying that is because he feels like he needs to say that. Matt Geica of PittsburghHockeyNow.com wrote about just that today. Geica, thanks for coming on, I I suppose, first of all. Hello. (laughs) Hello. You're welcome. My pleasure. And secondly, you wrote a piece on how the Capitals seem like they might be busting at the seams here. Uh, I think their frustration was palpable following the game yesterday, and it's the first time that the Capitals look like the Capitals in this series. Yeah, I agree. Before, during, and after Game 4. Not an encouraging sight if you're a Capitals fan or a part of the Capitals organization. I think it comes from the top, too, Adam. I'm not sure how much you've touched upon Barry Trotz and, and his comportment in this series, but I've seen him now in press settings two years in a row here in the playoffs, and I just haven't been very impressed by his ability to keep things on task. Just the fact that he even indulged the question about Crosby spitting on someone as uh, some Capitals conspiracy theorists were thrown out there. The fact that he didn't dismiss that out of hand just tells you where he's at. And uh, you compare that to Mike Sullivan, maybe I'm just spoiled or uh, acclimatized to Sullivan's straight-ahead approach, but if you switch coaches, I think I might like the Capitals in this series or at least uh, give them a, a good chance to come out of here with the victory. As of right now, it feels like the Penguins are leading two games to two, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do sense that, too, and I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh. I think it's a coin flip, honestly, at this point, but the demeanor that they expressed following the game yesterday looked a lot like it always does. Uh, After last year, uh, what was it, Game 4, when Sidney Crosby wasn't playing, Barry Trotz called out his star players, said that they didn't show up. I don't think you'd hear Mike Sullivan do that in as many words. Mike Sullivan has his own way of motivating his players, I agree. I think if you're a Steelers fan this year who said that you didn't like Mike Tomlin's approach, I think you'd have to say you don't like Barry Trotz's approach, too, because he wears everything on his sleeve. He does not dismiss things out of hand. And then it trickles down to guys like Osha. You mentioned before the game yesterday, I think that's a really good point by you, Matt, to complain that outwardly if you're TJ Oshie and be that pissed off about the fact that Wilson got suspended shows their weakness and shows their lack of focus. Well, this is one of your veterans, too. I could see if that were a younger player. Maybe Oshie feels like he has the right to complain because he's been in the league 
for as long as he has. But here's a, a player who's been in the playoffs many times with the Blues and now three in a row with the Capitals. And not that he's gotten particularly deep into the playoffs, but he should be someone who is a little more composed. He should be the guy in the Matt Niskanen role, right, uh, as of now. And I left Niskanen out of my column today, just uh, forgetting about it. I, I think I mentioned Brooks Orpik as someone that should be a, a voice of reason, too. But Niskanen, uh, a good example of someone just shouting into the void right now, it seems like, with that Capitals team and, and his quote about, we need to believe that we can beat them. It's a little bit late right now. You're after four games in this series. You should have that belief at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. One, two of the first three. That was a flawed quote as far as I'm concerned because in the beginning portion of the quote, he's saying, Oh, we got to stop complaining. We got to focus. We have to realize that we're going to try to beat these, these, these penguins. And then in the back half of the quote, you're right. Well, we're trying to build a belief. You got to know that by now. Uh, the penguins know that they can beat Washington. The Capitals hope that they can beat the penguins. And I think you saw it last night. I'm not sure Washington was, was tight or, or whatever, but there wasn't that extra and there wasn't any kind of a, of a flurry, maybe late where the Capitals pinned the Penguins in, but you look at the high-danger scoring chances in this one, and it was 10-2 to 2 for Pittsburgh. So the Penguins controlled the areas on the ice they wanted to control, and it was actually a pretty vintage performance if you want to go back to last year. Uh, game four last year, actually, it's a really good comparable to, uh, to game four this year because the Penguins built an early lead, and they, they hung on in the third period. I think, actually, this year was more of a defensive clinic than, sure. than last year was, where Fleury had to make a couple of great saves. I don't know if Matt Murray was ever truly tested last night. Maybe once or twice he had the, the partial break for Gersich and uh, Carlson on a power play um, it, it, early in the third period. But other than that, it was it was a clinic by the Penguins. They just out-tacticked the Capitals, if you will. Alex Ovechkin held without a shot for the first time against the Penguins and uh, for only, I think, the second time in his playoff career. That is unbelievable, yet all believable at the same time because anybody who's criticized Alex Ovechkin will say he doesn't do enough to win these series, and I'll always disagree to a point because he's put up production. At the same time, you go to Game 7 last year, he's not able to capitalize uh, and hits the stick of Marc-Andre Fleury. Some luck there, but he didn't capitalize. Mm-hmm. He's also on the ice for both the Hornquist goal uh, and the first goal that the Penguins scored. And, and now they have an opportunity to put Pittsburgh away or get close to doing that. They have a huge opportunity at their hands, and yet he doesn't show up. What do you think the biggest reason was for that yesterday? Well, number one, he's just not the dominant game-breaker that he once was. He scores a lot of goals, but he needs service, to use the soccer term. He needs someone like Backstrom to, to give him some help. And um, I don't know where Nick Backstrom was for much of, of yesterday's yeah. game, too. So, for, for me, it's a tandem because Ovechkin, he's 32. He needs a little bit more help at even strength, especially. On the power play, yeah, he can do it all himself. Just give him a decent pass, and he can blow it by you. But... And he's not that player anymore. So, number one, I think those days are, are past. And number two, he needs more assistance. And if you're Barry Trotz, I don't get putting Devontae Smith-Pelly on the top line instead of Tom Wilson. Say what you will about Tom Wilson, um, or in the in the place of Tom Wilson, I should say. But say what you will about him. He plays okay on that top line. He does all right with them. He, he has some hands. He's a decent hockey player, which makes his behavior even more uh, frustrating if you are a hockey fan. But Smith-Pelly is a huge drop-off. From that, and there's there's a more talented winger in Verona that perhaps Trotz could have gone to more often to help that top line generate because uh, the Penguins' top line once again won that head-to-head battle, and it's Crosby. Sure, it, it's Jake Gensel has had an awesome playoff career, but um, Jake Gensel is not Nick Backstrom in terms of, of overall ability. So 
if you're the Capitals, you have to wonder why can't our top line outperform their top line in this series? What's going on with Jake Gensel, man? I mean, this guy gets me all <laughs> excited and all hot and bothered. He's something else. Uh, there was a great story on NHL.com by Tom Galitti. He went back and asked all these people from Jake Gensel's past, from high school hockey to uh, to junior hockey to college, and uh, even in the AHL. His game just translates. When it's tighter out there, when there's not a lot of room, his smarts uh, come through. He knows where to be. And he's deceptively good uh, on the puck battles when he's focused. And during the regular season, I'm not sure we saw it as much. But he's trained as a center, so he understands the game, 200 feet of it. And uh, when he's playing with Crosby, they have something special going on. You could see it from the start when they were paired together last year for the Sid and the Kids line and, and, you know, the uh, latter stages of the regular season. Even in training camp this past year, I'm thinking there's no way that uh, Gensel and Crosby play a part for much of this year. And then they did for a bit. But uh, Sullivan's gone back to him. Gensel just seems to be the guy who gets Sid the best, so that helps, certainly. But, um, you know, there are a lot of players who have been on Crosby's wing over the years, and uh, they haven't produced like this. So you have to uh, give a, a healthy portion of credit to Gensel and uh, just the, the way that he was schooled, the way that he came up, and uh, the way his game has developed. He's advanced for his age in a lot of those ways. Uh, are you, are, did you just die? What happened? <laughs> There was a you just it sounded like you flatlined. There was it sounds like you're in a hospital bed and, and it flatlined behind you. I don't know what the hell that sound was. I don't know either. Got to be on your end. I'm in a quiet room. <laughs> nope nobody nobody else heard that. Did you hear that, Tom? You didn't hear it. It was only in my headset. Are you telling me? That? I, I heard it. Okay, Brian. I did. Heard it, it was too. like a high pitched squeal. Could okay. be a thunderstorm or something. I don't know. It's yeah, well, interfering with the radio waves. Well, I'm hearing things. There, I just thought I heard it again. All right, goodbye. We're, I got to get you out of here. Goodbye, Geica. Appreciate the time okay. as always, friend. <laughs> bye bye. There he goes, Matt Geica, PittsburghHockeyNow.com. We're double dipping on them bitches because we got Bob Grove from Pittsburgh Hockey Now coming up next as well. All pens as we round out the week on the Crowley Show. When you're behind the wheel, fiddling with the radio or looking for the perfect playlist on your phone can have deadly consequences. It's no accident. Road crashes are preventable, and any action that distracts you from driving is dangerous. Nearly 300,000 pedestrians die in traffic collisions worldwide every year. Stay focused as a driver, especially at night. That's when most pedestrian fatalities occur. Don't let radios or cell phones take your attention away from the road. Take the pledge to be alert and aware at togetherforsaferroads.org pledge and we got to find a way to test this dump button here uh, i'm saying bad words during the breaks all the time well, i mean what you almost said would have for certain gotten us kicked off the air we're not even gonna talk about that you think we would have been fired we're not gonna talk oh, about yeah. it yeah nope all of us it's a good i mean <laughs> tom you need to let us know when these mics are on and off because like clearly something's weird they're definitely off right now we're in break they're right now definitely right? off oh so yeah. i can say I have not mentioned this at all on the show today, so I feel like it's important to do so. We've got a super secret special edition of the phenomenal, amazing, tremendous Adam Crowley pregame Penguin show tomorrow from 5 o'clock until 6 prior to the actual Penguins pregame right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. We're going off the books, too. This is a, uh, how can I say it? It's a uh, unapproved show. Oh, people don't know we're doing this. No. Why are we going to tell anybody? 
Hell just yeah. Come in. This is our station, man. We'll just come in and do it. I'm excited. Let's yeah. turn the microphones on. That's what we're doing. And let's roll. It's like our little pregame before we all watch the game. We're going to throw some brews back, oh. do some show, watch some hockey. I'm going to get effed up. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Cannot wait. So that's tomorrow from 5 o'clock until 6. If you're a kind of person who misses the show on the weekend, you will not have to miss it tomorrow because we'll be there. Hear that, Braden? 5 until 6, Braden. Right here. iHeartRadio, ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM. Tanner tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. You guys definitely were not off the air during the break. I think the button does not work. Why does he keep coming with that? Tom has assured us over and over that it, everything's fine. The button definitely works. Mm-hmm. Here, test it. Test it, Tom. Uh, Turn me. Uh, 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 yeah, it works. Sounds like it. Yeah. We're good. Bob Grove joins us now here from PittsburghHockeyNow.com. Bob is the preeminent Penguins historian, one of our favorite guys to have on. And, Bob, thank you so, so much for coming on the show today, man. Thank you, thank you. Adam, thanks for having me. Bob, are you leaning one way or the other right now in terms of which way you see the series going? I'm not going to. I mean, before the series, I liked the Penguins in seven, and I agreed with what you just said. I think there's really not a whole lot difference between these two teams um but the big thing that's different is one's a defending two-time stanley cup champion a team that believes even when things go bad that they can write them that they can find a way to win and the others you know the other's a team that's got a lot of guys who have never had that success and uh, have been on the brink of it have never been able to pull through i think that's always going to be a big thing in this series to that point did the penguins finally resemble the form of past championship teams in the third period last night being able to salt that one away well, yeah, and let's face it, closing down games for them has not been uh, has not been a consistent thing. You know, in in the last uh, well, late in the regular season and, and into the playoffs, they they certainly haven't closed down games the way you wanted to. And already in this series, they've lost a game they were leading after two periods. So, um, you know, in game three. Uh, so that is a huge development for them to have a third period like that where they give up just three shots and really, you know, kept them, kept the caps to the outside for the most part. And, um, they've won games like that in the past couple of seasons. So boy, if you're Sullivan, you got to love seeing that. I think so too. I didn't think that they were great defensively, maybe at the start of the game, but they certainly warmed to the task. And I think you, can't really disagree with the fact that maybe that was their best defensive period, the third period of all the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree. And um, look, there's a lot of guys on this team who are, you know, who were still around in 2016, you know, for that first cup under Sullivan. And one of the things I'll never forget about that clinching game was, and people don't really talk about it too much, but you want to talk about closing down a game. Uh, the Sharks had two shots in the third period with their, you know, their chance to win the Stanley Cup on the line on home ice. Uh, was an incredible demonstration of what can happen when you really put your mind to it. So, yeah, I would say that's their best, uh, that's their best defensive period. Look, they've, it's not about the number of uh, shots they're giving up because they're leading the league. They're giving up the fewest shots per game in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. But I think for me, it's the quality of chances right from 17 seconds into game one. 
an odd man break that leads to a pass from Ovechkin and a breakaway. And, you know, last night you had Stevenson got in alone in the first period. You know, Beagle had a breakaway shorthanded. So it's about the quality of chances is, is where they've slipped up for me. To flip it to the capital side, how much do you think that they miss Tom Wilson? Oh, they, I think it's in their head, and I think they definitely miss him on the ice. I mean, he's a guy who opens up space. I mean, there, there's no question about it. I mean, Ovechkin and Kuznetsov benefit so much from the way he plays uh, because he separates guys from pucks, and he wins puck battles because of, uh, you know, maybe guys, uh, you know, because of his physical dominance over them when he's battling for the puck, and then it ends up on either one of those two guys' sticks, and they take it from there. So they... No question they miss him. And I think that's the, you know, when I hear this stuff about Backstrom coming off the ice last night, that's what's in his head. He, that's, to me, that's what he's commenting on. That's what he's saying is we're basically the underlying message I take out of that is we're a totally different team when Tom Wilson's not on, the, not playing for us. Because the first line, you know, went head to head with Sid and with Latang and Dumoulin, and they got completely outplayed. And that, you know, and the other thing, Devontae Smith Pelly, look, he's a fourth liner. And so, for whatever Barry Trotz's reasons are for putting them up there, okay. But that was, for me, never going to work. And they've got to come up with something different uh, for for Game 5. You mentioned the Backstrom coming off the ice last night. Do you feel like the frustration level starting to boil over a little bit for Washington? I hadn't sensed it much from them in the series. And then it's almost like one thing goes wrong, the Wilson stuff. Oh, she talks about it before the game, and now it seems to be permeating out of the locker room after the game. Yeah, you're kind of feeling that way, like it's trending that way. But, you know, this this is what I mean about having that kind of champions, uh, sort of a champions mindset, And whereas the Penguins have it and the Capitals, for me, have really kind of never had it. Uh, you, you can't be thinking that way. Like, if you had asked me before the series, I'd have said this is probably 2-2 going to game five because, like I said, I think it's going seven anyway. So if you're the Capitals, I think, you, you know, you, your outlook should be it's a best of three and we got two of them at home. And not thinking about the guy you don't have, but thinking about the other ways you can, you know, you can play better. And, and where's their, you know, they don't have a lot of scoring balance. How can they create more at even strength? I mean, here you look at Oshie, a guy who's doing all his damage, much like the Caps on the power play. They, they, they're they're living and dying on the power play right now, and that was true in the first round against Columbus as well. I think mean, I went back and counted. I think Oshie hasn't doesn't have an even strength goal in his last 19 playoff games. He's 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 given them zip at even strength, and you know they're missing Burakovsky, and people aren't talking about that. Not that he would turn a series, but he's a support guy that would help them a lot. They've got to find ways to be better at even strength. I mean, they only had 12 shots on goal through two periods of Game Three, and it was a similar number, a few more. Last night, but the Penguins then shut them down. And so, if you can keep the Capitals from being on the power play too much, you're going to be in good shape. Bob Grove, Penguins historian, PittsburghHockeyNow.com, joining us here on the show. Uh, apart from Tom Wilson not being there, why were the Penguins so effective against that Ovechkin line and Ovechkin in particular last night? Well, I, I thought the gaps they had on him coming out of the zone were really good, and I just think they never ever lost track of him. And I think Sid, you know, going against Kuznetsov will, you know, he'll handle himself defensively anytime he gets an assignment like that. But I really have liked, even the, even though Ovechkin, look, he's been getting a goal every game up until last night. But when you start, stop and think about the way they played him last night, especially on the power play through this series, I think the Penguins have really 
they have been so focused on Ovechkin in the left circle, making sure pucks don't get through to him. And I think last night they, they kind of transferred that to a, an all-the-time five-on-five focus as well. So there's a little bit of kudos um, for Chris Letang, who's got to see a lot of them on his side of the ice. And, look, when you think about the fact that Ovechkin's played 76 games in his career against the Penguins regular season and playoffs, and this is the first time he's ever gone without a shot on goal against them, that is saying something. Bob, what has made Jake Gensel so, so good, and ha- have you ever really seen anything like this? You can't compare what he's doing really to anybody in Penguins history for me, because you can go back and you know you can look at the young guys who came up, and you know whether you go back to Pierre Larouche or whoever you go back to Michelle Briere, Certainly, of course, different game at that those eras, but they weren't scoring at this pace. Um, what this kid is doing is is absolutely amazing, and look. You didn't come out of the regular season saying, well, Gensel's, you know, obviously going to go on a tear in the playoffs because he had a good regular season. He didn't have a great, he didn't have an outstanding one. You know, he had some lengthy kind of droughts where, where things weren't happening. But now you get to the postseason and he just takes it to a completely different level. I mean, it's, it's incredible to watch. Uh, he's he's not afraid. He's not afraid to go to the hard areas to score. Look where he scored last night. Uh, and he paid the price for it, too. I mean, this is not a guy who just, you know, dangles you and then, you know, whips a wrist shot by you. He, he beats you all kinds of different ways. Uh, even strength can score on the power play. And huh, you got to wonder, would they, might you want to get him on the first power play unit instead of yeah. Kessel, the way he's going right now and the way Phil's going? So it's it's amazing to watch him play right now. Yeah, we'll go right to that then. And let me throw this out there i'm not gonna heap all kinds of criticism on kessel based on what he did the last two playoff runs i mean he was a big time hero for the penguins Uh, i'm not gonna heap too much on brassard because he dealt with the injury and had to transition from ottawa but which one of those two right now has been a bigger disappointment oh boy um look if i had to pick i'd say brassard um for me, and here's why, because uh, like many people, I think Phil's hurt. And so I'll always, I have respect. I don't understand guys playing through injury in the regular season, but I totally get it in the playoffs yeah. and I respect it. And he, I mean, right now he's just, he doesn't have much and it's like he can't handle a puck. So uh, I think he is hurt. I don't know what's wrong with him. You know, he took a slash late in the season, et cetera. But, uh, you know, Broussard though should be recovered from the injury that he had late. In, in the season, and he, he certainly should be, I think it was fair to say he's coming from a defensive-oriented team to a team that plays completely different and give him some time to figure that out. Um, but, you know, if you go back in his career, the other places he's played, and especially in New York, I mean, it shouldn't take him that long. I, I just, I mean, look, he barely played last night. Yeah. He played he played less than 11 minutes. He saw the second-fewest playoff minutes in a game in his career last night. The Penguins started him on the fourth line. Uh, in game three, I think that tells you where they think of him. I mean, Broussard, if Broussard isn't showing up on the score sheet, he's not doing what you need him to do. So he's been a, he's been a major disappointment. But to be fair, you know, if you're playing with Sherry, he's not doing anything. You know, so you're down there with Sherry and, you, and, and um, you know, uh, the last game, I believe, and then it was Kuhnhock on Rust, and I don't think Rust is playing that last no. night. It was those two guys. <laughs> you know, you, you can't expect them. Give them 10 minutes. Put him with those two guys. He's not going to get three points. It's not going to happen. But he's played with Sharon and Phil and some of these other games, and they're both struggling. So I get you know a little asterisk there, but Broussard's not been good enough for me. Do you like the idea of Simone up with Crosby and Hornquist with Malkin? Uh, 
Um, not particularly. I, I don't. I think Simone's okay, but I, I don't. I, I, you know, it. it I thought Hornquist and Crosby, especially in game, uh, um, game three, I thought their chemistry was so evident throughout that game. Um, just the way they were just reading, reading off each other and he knows them so well. And then you come back. I, I thought for sure that, that, you know, it would be Gino playing with, uh, Kessel. And, and I, I don't, I, I don't get that they're not doing that. And Simone is, you know, he had an egregious turnover and, uh, Oh, earlier in the series that led to a Capitals goal, and uh, I don't know. I mean, the kids, he's doing okay, but I, I, I don't, I, I was a little surprised by that. Last couple of things here for Bob Grove. Uh, did Murray look like he regained it last night, Bob? Yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, again, he's not seeing a ton of shots. Um, and he took that, you know, he took that shot that uh, numbed his arm there for a minute or so, and he obviously, you know, you could see he wasn't quite himself. Uh, and he got beat only once, you know, good shot by Oshie in the high slot. Uh, I thought he was much, much better because as we all know, in game three, uh, he could have gave up a lot more goals than he did because he was, he was leaking a few through in addition to, um, you know, the Niskanen one that was, should have been stopped and was a big goal to give up. So I thought he bounced back pretty nicely. I've been saying this a bunch lately. I hate the Flyers. I think a lot of people in Pittsburgh, most people in Pittsburgh who are Penguins fans would agree with me that that is the, a preeminent rival for this hockey team. But the way that Washington plays irritates me, and that's probably not a strong enough word, given how much talent they have. And yet Ovechkin ran Gonchar. You go back to 2009. Uh, even Niskanen's throwing knees out there on Gensel the other night. TJ Oshie leaves his feet. They've got so much skill, yet they use their powers for evil, not good. Yeah. No, I mean, I would generally agree with that. And this is, again, this is for me, this is where the Penguins are in their heads. And so every hockey player has been through this situation where you get this frustration level because you're losing a game late like Oshie last night, but like to launch himself at Latang like that. Uh, you know, and then you see the Backstrom thing after the game, et cetera, et cetera. You can, I mean, you can go right through the different years where you've seen them do this. But the Penguins are in their heads. This is as much a mental challenge for the Washington Capitals playing the Penguins as it is a physical challenge. And I would generally agree with you that they're a good enough team if they could just play the game and get through the mental parts of it. But, um, you know, they just haven't been able to do it. And we'll see. I think we'll know more. We'll know more in game five. I mean, because, you know, the best teams and the Penguins are big evidence of this. You, you lose a game, even if it's a tough, you just put it behind you in the playoffs. You don't have the, you don't have time to dwell on this stuff. The next game comes two days later, and you better have it, um, or then you're really in trouble. And so let's see how the Capitals respond to losing that game uh, on home ice. Bob, really great stuff as always, man. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks for having me, Adam. Oh, I love it. Love that guy. Great dude. Mark Madden fighting the good fight today as well. You should be listening to my show instead of Mark's, but Mark going back and forth with Britt McHenry on Twitter right now. And Britt McHenry just said, Mark, you have so much tough guy talk on the web, but every time I saw you in pit, you were planted in front of the food buffet eating ice cream. She's just a body shamer. And the only reason she ever got where she got was because of her looks. You didn't know a thing about sports. She's a troll. Oh, I've got so many things I want to say right now. I'm not going to say right now. No? Not going to say them? Pretentious, stuck-up twit who's irrelevant. Coming up next, hottest take of the day.
other crap and the three stars of the show. It is ESPN Pittsburgh. Right now at Cole's Friends and Family Sale, take an extra 20% off and give mom the perfect gift. With an extra 20% off, Mother's Day pajama sets are just $17.59. Women's casual flats are $15.99. Or give mom an anti-gravity chair, just $47.99. And you'll get $10 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. Right now, only at Kohl's. Select styles. Offer valid May 2nd through 6th with promo code FRIENDS20. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Oh, 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 my God. What? He goes, you're a part-time pretend political analyst. You might as well use that Northwestern diploma to wipe up the ice cream I spilled. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. She's She is just... Okay. Like, in all seriousness, she does not want to be in that arena because he is a thousand times smarter than her dumbass. Oh, he'll go low, too. And... Usually, this is the final segment of the week. Oh, ho, ho, not this week. Because tomorrow, super secret Crowley pregame penguin show from 5 o'clock until 6. Shh. iHeartRadio and ESPN Pittsburgh leading into Josh Getzoff and crew as they lead into game number 5. I'm fired up. Derby's tomorrow. Penn's caps, n- numero 5 Yeah, that, that happened. Uh, give me the hottest take music. <laughs> it's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Allergies are like being sick forever. And that sucks. It got warm over the last week or so here in Pittsburgh, and we've all been waiting for it. But there's one little thing that comes along with the warmth, and it's my inability to breathe. And I don't know if you know this, breathing is important. That's why old people get oxygen. Sometimes I feel like I need oxygen when there's pollen all up in my strills. That's slang for nostrils. I'm wheezing, I'm coughing. It was entirely too hot in my house last night because my wife would not let me turn on the air conditioning, so I had to open the windows, and I woke up today with my lymph nodes all swolled up, my nose all crusty, and my mouth tasted like death. So screw you, allergies. Anything to add, Tom? Because you're disgusting over there. Yeah, it sucks. It's dripping everywhere. Tough life. We're not whiners. You don't get allergies? We're survivors. No. A healthy you're, male you're individual. You're a weird man. I breathe easy in the summer. Nothing like Clareton D, right? I'm a Zyrtec guy. Ah, uh, just give me the D all day long. <laughs> day or night, I'm taking that D. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to give me clarity. <laughs> I'll be swallowing that D, and I'll be feeling better instantly. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. Lance Armstrong was seen pounding shots in a Miami nightclub. Don't get in his face. I hear he can get a little testy. Woo! Other crap. This was the first shot that he's had in a while that wasn't in his ass. Woo! Other crap. 
Was he doing a tour to Franzia? Woo! Other crap. Real talk, though, he's a bad guy. Woo! Other crap. Uh, he's always doing that uphill battle. Woo! Other crap. Trying to repair his reputation. Woo! Other crap. There's a high school baseball player suing his third base coach for telling him to slide. I thought you only sued your teachers when they slid into your DMs. Woo! Other crap. No, you don't you don't like that one, Tom? Woo! Other crap. Because of the sliding in the DM exactly. and the sliding on the field? Mm-hmm. Woo! Other crap. Baseball, Tom. Baseball. Woo! Other crap. Ben Simmons scored one more point than me yesterday for the Sixers. Hashtag trust the process. Woo! Other crap. LeBron had 43. Overrated. Woo! Other crap. Nice hairline. Woo! Other crap. Ichiro will now shift into a front office role with the Seattle Mariners. The general manager says it's going to improve their ability to win games. Yeah, that's because he isn't on the team. Woo! Other crap. Tiger's final hole birdie likely salvages his weekend. It will not be Tiger's final hole of the weekend. Woo! Other crap. Matt Harvey has been released by the New York Mets. Batman. More like... Bad pitcher. Woo! Other crap. That's going in the vault. What do you mean? <laughs> Woo! Other crap. Matt Harry. Woo! <laughs> Other crap. The Matt Harvey era with the Mets is coming to the end. Batman. He's playing second fiddle like Robin. Woo! Other crap. Stop. Move on. Matt Harvey. Is no longer a Met. Oh. Bet you could play quarterback for the Jets. Woo! Other crap. For the love of God, move on. Pitt basketball hasn't won a conference game in 425 days. It's time. Uh, seriously, though, Matt Harvey. Can you, I can't even believe how sad it is that he was an ace and now he's nothing. I mean, what a fall from grace for that ace. <laughs> Three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Adam Crowley! Someone's been peeing... on a toilet... in the third floor here at work. Not in the urinal. In a stall. Right there on the seat. And I have a couple of guesses as to who it is. It's either Stan or it's Madden. Stan because he's old. Madden because he can't see where he's aiming. 
second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Bob Grove. This is where the Penguins are in their heads. And so every hockey player has been through this situation where you get this frustration level because you're losing a game late like Oshie last night, but like to launch himself at Latang like that. Uh, you know, and then you see the Backstrom thing after the game, et cetera, et cetera. You, I mean, you can go right through the different years where you've seen them do this. But the Penguins are in their heads. This is as much a mental challenge for the Washington Capitals playing the Penguins as it is a physical challenge. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Brian LaMartina. Breaker one nine. We got a twenty on an evil Knievel in the bushes, snapping picks and shooting flicks on the granny side of Potomac between Green Tree and Banksville. So slow your roll and avoid that ditch, because Brent McHenry's a dumbass bitch. One one two nine two 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 eight seven four. I want to. I want to say. I think there should be a bonus star for my surprise. Whoa. Holy crap! That surprised me when you dropped it. What? Smoking report. It was pertinent. It, to do with it. it did not surprise me anywhere near as much as Matt Harvey's era coming to a close with these Mets. I mean, guys, this is just, it's so sad. Is it? Is it sad? Bums me out. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Tomorrow, 5 o'clock until 6, it's the super secret Crowley show bonanza leading into the pregame show. Right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to some brewskis tonight with my family. My friend. Everyone be careful out there this weekend. Except for Britt McHenry. I hope you have a nice run-in with Tom Wilson. That reminds me. We should come up with punishments for Britt McHenry next week. Uh, like if she got eaten by gerbils or something? <laughs> yeah. Stop by Lowe's, where great buys are in bloom to help you with all the projects popping up on your to-do list. Add a pop of color to your porch or patio with two for $16 premium hanging baskets. And get pint annuals, five for $5. So what are you waiting for? Let's get growing. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid May 2nd through May 9th. While supplies last, selection varies by location. <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> Stop it, dude. Like, I can't believe you did that, dude. Oh, my gosh. Wow, dude. It's just, it's just, no, I don't no, even know, no, dude. Seriously, no, you 